morning, everyone. This is the TLC here at John Jay. We've all come together today because we wanted to do a podcast, which is actually just going to be a conversation between me and then the two other valuable members of the TLC. But before we start sharing about ourselves and how we ended up at the TLC, I wanted to just quickly introduce you if you've never heard at the teach for the teaching and learning center at John Jay about our mission or values and what is it that we exactly do here at the teaching and learning center. Well, this center at John Jay College of Criminal Justice is dedicated to recognizing excellence in teaching and learning, supporting justice and equity in public urban higher education and to providing mentoring, resources, opportunities that enable faculty, staff, and students to engage with the process of teaching and learning. There's seven main principles by which our office is guided, and we hold tight to these principles because we try to apply them in everything that we do here, on events, workshop, open conversations, faculty development day, or any other events that we might do here at the Teaching and Learning Center. We do center critical engagement. We also make it a point to talk about the evolving perspectives of criminal justice education. We normalize discussions about complex social challenges. We also practice embodied learning Learning. We surely use a diverse content and we design for equitable assessment. And finally, we promote democratic education. As I said, these are all principles that guide everything that we do here at the Teaching and Learning Center. But all of these amazing events that we put together wouldn't be possible without us, the staff, and also our director, Gina Foster, who works tirelessly with us, with faculty, and with students to further progress the dimensions of teaching and learning at John Jay. Well, without any further ado, I would like to introduce you to Durkle. Durkle is a college assistant at the Teaching and Learning Center. His major is forensic science. And then Dirk will help me out here. For how long have you been working with the Teaching and Learning Center? So I've been here since August 2019. Almost two years. More or less same as me. I started in December of 2019. In December of this year is going to be a full two year. And Shirley Paulino, she is the newest addition to our team. She recently graduated her Bachelor of Criminal Criminology at John Jay. And then exactly, Shirley, for how long have you been with us? I've been working for three months already. Three months, brand new. Okay, Shirley. Well, since you are the newest addition to the team, I'm going to start with you. Okay. So Shirley, we, we all know a little bit about you because we've known you for three months now, but how did you come across the Teaching and Learning Center and why did you actually want it to start working for this office? Okay, so I first learned about the Teaching and Learning Center from Dr. Foster, who is the director of the program. And so after I learned about the Teaching and Learning Center, I took matters into my own hands to learn about the purpose of the Teaching and Learning Center. 
And while doing my research on the on the college website, two things automatically caught my attention was how the Teaching Learning Center aims to support social justice and equity in higher education, which I find to be especially important because as one of the many students of color, John Jay, I know firsthand how important it feels to be supported and to have a support system behind you. And to add on, I also learned that one of the missions of the Teaching and Learning Center is to help build relationships between the faculty and the students in John Jay. And it was honestly refreshing to see how much they value each person that steps into John Jay. So after taking all these points into consideration, I decided to take interest and apply to be a college assistant. And it has been three months since I've been working and has honestly been a great experience so far. Happy to hear that. It's interesting that you say, you know, connecting together faculty and students, because when I was doing my bachelor's at John Jay, I always saw faculty as this separated body of people that, you know, are in the classroom with the students, but then when it comes to engaging with one another outside of the classroom, that wasn't always the case, or at least I was never exposed to the opportunities that I now know are available to students and to faculty by the Teaching and Learning Center. So I'm on the same boat as you when I first applied to be a part of the Teaching and Learning Center. The relationship that actually existed outside of the classroom between the faculty and students, and then faculty development as well, right? Professors come prepared in the classroom, and, you know, we do our readings, and we complete our class and homework, but there's a process behind how faculty actually develops their knowledge. Yeah. That's great. Well, I'm happy you're here. Since we're talking about the continuous process of the teaching and learning, in this whole big pot of all of the things that we do here at the TLC. What are you mostly passionate about, Shirley? So what I'm mostly passionate about in the continuous of the process of the teaching and learning is the dedication to disrupting inequitable systems and creating conditions where everyone has the opportunity to thrive in higher education. I believe that in stunting equity and inclusivity, that building strong relationships matter and that there's always more to learn. I think back a lot when I was a student in John Jay, which to be fair, wasn't too long ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that always stood out to me was how diverse, how diverse the school was. You see, yeah. there was never a time where I felt like an outcast. And when I decided to study at John Jay, that was one of the most important things to me, you know, feeling like I belong there, like I'm meant to go to that school, which is why I'm passionate. I'm still passionate about education, not only being about going to class and learning, but about building relationships, feeling like you belong and you know, disrupting inequitable systems. Yeah, I agree. Having that, the feeling of belonging, it's something that we work on at the TLC, right? We start all of our staff meetings that happen once a week with a breathing exercise. That is something that connects us together. So indirectly, that kind of gives us a feeling of belonging as well. How do you think the experience, I mean, you're fairly new at the role, but how do you think this experience will shape your bigger picture? You know, we're talking about long-term goals and short-term goals as well. While being in the teaching and learning center, you know, it has given me a perfect opportunity to allow me to reflect and gather my thoughts on like what exactly I want to do in the future, whether it's from a year to five years from now. 
three months while being working for the teaching learning center. I think you guys all may know, but I originally wanted to be an FBI agent, but I later then realized that my direction in life was quite opposite from being, you know, a cop and having to go through the whole process of becoming an FBI agent. And I just come to realize that I, I feel like I need to start from the beginning, see what exactly I'm more pa- I'm passionate about and rediscovering all of that and redirecting my whole like career goals and everything. And I know one thing I know for sure is that I do want some I do want to do something in social justice. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to get to explore more options and, you know, send you goals with the support of the teaching and learning center. Our faculty at John Jay is so diverse. So not only are they, you know, some of the adjuncts that work there part-time, so they have full-time jobs and making these connections and networking with our professors is really important because they are in all types of social justice fields out there. Well, thank you, Shirley. Thank you. Uh, I'm very excited to have met you and to continue working with you. Durko is the one who puts a little bit of gender balance in the office because it's four of us and Durko. Well, Durko, you said that you have worked almost for two years for the office. How was the start of your journey when you first came at the TLC two years ago? Just to reiterate, I started at the TLC in August of 2019. And I would say I am someone who is somewhat reserved until fully settled. At first, I would be the silent one in the office and I basically spoke only when spoken to but as time progressed I became more acclimatized with my co-workers and then I felt more relaxed and I could talk at my own firm so mm-hmm. and, and also as you said I'm the one that presents gender balance I am the only male figure in the office so I had to deal with co-workers from different cultures and backgrounds so that was also a learning process which mm-hmm. I grew quite confident in and I got along well with my workers I would say also as for doing tasks I am always focused and dedicated working for the TLC and for Dr. Foster more specifically requires a high standard of work I started off with making several mistakes in the tasks assigned but as time progressed I got closer to that level of work required I would not say that I'm fully there because there's mm-hmm. always room for improvement and uh, also things change with time. So you never know what could be a high level yesterday. There could be a higher level today. Mm-hmm. So things always change. But I am getting there. And uh, the journey is has been exciting with ups and downs. Um, the pandemic, getting close to coworkers and then they <laughs> you no longer have to see them because their time is up at the TLC. Mm-hmm. It has been a great journey and I look forward to continue that journey at the TLC. That's great, Jericho. You said that, you know, working in this office with people that come from different countries and have different backgrounds has been a learning curve for you. And that has been a learning curve for me as well, because up until I started working for the Teaching and Learning Center, I had never worked in an environment that is so diverse And I think that we all can agree that has been a learning curve for everybody. But getting to know you, Durkal, it was really fascinating for me that you also like poetry. Since I'm not an artistic person at all, (laughs) art, I'm always amazed by art. (laughs) And when I started reading a little bit of your poetry, it was really fascinating to see how good you were at it. 
And I also know that our director also likes poetry and writes poetry, not also likes, but also writes. How do you think poetry intersects with our office mission and values? Poetry is a form of self-expression. And personally, I am someone who is more of a writer than a speaker. And poetry has helped me build a greater level of expression. And that transferred to the faculty emails and other recent tasks that I do here at the TLC. Also, regarding emails, you'd think that it's a simple task, but to find mm-hmm. proper grammar and expression yes, what um, difficult. So poetry, as well as Dr. Foster's influence, helped me achieve this level of expression. In addition, I would say poetry has various themes or formats which represent organization, which has therefore helped me be more organized in the work that I do at the TLC. So I would say all in all, poetry helps me keep up with the TLC values of offering faculty support in a proper format and also being able to maintain a high standard of work that TLC always requires. I also had another question for you, Dofu, but you've kind of explained it and unfolded it in what you said earlier. But if you were to just give me two special skills that you've gained here at the TLC and then you're going to use them in your future, what would those two be? I would say data analysis, for one, because we deal with a large amount of data. And as you know, data, whether in the form of numbers or words or anything collected on a certain event, so as a science student, that is very helpful for me, seeing that we deal with a lot of data. So being able to analyze data properly and being able to draw conclusions from it, I would say that the CLC has helped me in that regard. Also, technical skills such as Microsoft Office programs, especially Excel. I think Excel is a program that gives people a lot of issues, but There are a lot of things that can be done that which we are not aware of. And I would say that working with Excel in the TLC has sort of boosted my confidence in using it. And it's also a form of organization, but I think that will be helpful for me in the future. Thank you, Darko. Eugenia, you have a great amount of passion for human rights. And you find ways to incorporate those issues in the everyday work here at the TLC. Where do you see the connection? Thank you, Shirley. I'm not only passionate about human rights, but I'm dedicated academically to this matter as well. I graduated last year with a Master of Arts in Human Rights. And nowadays, issues that affect human lives intersect with everything, not only in academia, but also outside. As far as the Teaching and Learning Center goes, we have learned, especially during the pandemic, to be compassionate with one another, to give each other space and time as well. So human rights and human emotions intersect with my everyday here at the Teaching and Learning Center. We're dealing with students we're dealing with faculty, and we're also maintaining proper work at our office. This whole thing is happening around other people that, as Durkle said, come from different backgrounds, have different values. They grew up in different places, including myself. I didn't grow up here. So being aware of humanitarian issues around the globe 
intersects with this office. First, because we all here in the screen come from different places, have different experiences, but we also, we as a team, work with faculty and students that come themselves from different backgrounds. So that's where I see the connection with my passion for human rights and my work here at TLC. And also, I kind of have like a dual position for the TLC and also for open educational resources, which in itself has a very humanitarian mission because we're trying to work with faculty to provide zero cost or low cost textbook for students. So there's there's many connections, honestly. And I think it's beautiful that there are so many connections. As you stated, you have a split position between OER and TLC. Mm-hmm. What parts of both of them will you carry with you in your future journey? One of the most challenging aspects of OER and the TLC is data analysis, particularly because out of all the areas, I would pick data analysis as an area that I will always keep learning and growing. It's also not one of my strengths either. So I think everything that I have been taught and everything that I've learned around accuracy in data and the conclusion that you draw from it, it's something that has happened both in OER and also at my work at the TLC. So that is one of the biggest portion of body of work that I will carry with me in my future journey. But it's also, you know, on the other hand, it's also work ethic and the way we we do things at the Teaching and Learning Center. Work ethic is another big thing that I will carry with me in my future journeys and positions. What is the most challenging part of bringing faculty and students together? I was a student myself not too long ago, and Shirley, you were recently a student, Dirkle, you still are. When you're in the classroom, and even though we're different students in different majors, I believe that there's something that we all have in common. It's not until further in college that you actually start developing a relationship with your professors. When I was a freshman or in the second year, I wasn't thinking about building a network with my professors. It was always that, you know, barrier between the students and the faculty. So I think that's the most challenging part. It's building that network from the very beginning. The most challenging part is that trying to build the network between the students and faculty early on in stages. We don't have to wait until the last year when you're actually offered an internship by your professor, or we don't have to, you know, wait until we finish our master's degree to actually have a relationship with our professors so they can suggest us agencies that might be hiring, or we can invite them to, you know, talks and and panels and events of alumni that might be happening. So I, I believe that the earlier that happens, the better it is. Yeah, for sure. I just, I want to add on that, you know, it was difficult for us to make connections with the faculty and like the professors, but I can only imagine now the students who are going through this pandemic and trying to like build a relationship with the professors through camera. And like most of the time we get to, you know, find an internship all because of the professors and because of networking with them. So, I mean, I can only imagine how difficult it is for them now being in camera. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which 
kind of like leads us to the next thing I wanted to touch upon. It's we went from being full-time in office to being full-time at home and shifting everything that we did remotely. So Durko, what is the biggest takeaway for you from this pandemic? I would say infant numbers in the sense that this pandemic has messed with everyone's mental health and mm-hmm. it sort of also made me realize that we need each other because you never know what someone is going through the distance brought about by the pandemic actually brought us closer to each other and i think that is something that we should nurture even past the pandemic when we get back to in person i would say more or less the same thing you know everybody has changed now that things are starting to look a little greener and better but our mental health is not the same and you know people have experienced the pandemic differently so we have to continue to be compassionate with each other because everybody has been going through different things during this pandemic and we are now going to face the aftermath of it so we still need to be compassionate with one another Shirley what's your biggest takeaway My biggest takeaway will be like seeing how change is difficult. I mean, it's evident that to get used to what we've been going through is difficult. As time has passed by, you know, I've learned to accept that this has become the new normal and Mm -hmm. that I have to push through and remind myself how lucky I am to still be here and just to appreciate life and people. Exactly. I feel like we can all agree on this, that if there's a time that we really need to stick with the resiliency principles that we talk about so much at the TLC is now. You know, everything we went from doing faculty development day in person to doing it fully remotely and not only shift the experience for the faculty, but also do a great job at it. I want to make sure that we give ourselves some credit because we did it and it was successful and it was great. Well, you know, it's been a nice conversation and I hope anybody that gets to listen to this podcast got to understand a little bit about the Teaching and Learning Center and also got to know us. Thank you to you both for taking the time and being here and having this conversation with me. Thank you for having us. My pleasure.